Hello, everybody. This is James. I'm back today for my first official episode of the podcast, 52 Stops in the Streets in Between, A Student Teacher's Journey. Today, for my first episode, I thought it would be amazing to introduce all of you to my principal mentor that kind of wrangled me and, and got me into this journey of becoming a teacher. I've known Miss Shannon for a really long time, and she's got a lot of wonderful advice. And so I would ask you all to stay tuned, maybe grab a pad of paper, take some notes, and really listen to what she says. So I'm Vina Shannon. I started out uh, in business. Uh, being the uh, national uh, director of sales for a publishing company. And then they riffed uh, the department and riffed me. And I, I had a bachelor's and I'm trying to think, I had a bachelor's and I said, I need to make some money right now. So then I went and uh, was a substitute teacher. And after just the first few lessons, even though the students treated me so bad, I fell in love with teaching. And I, and I went up to a little corner of a school and I said, Basically, I prayed and I said, God, if you would just give me my own classroom, I would be so grateful. And then after that, I went back to school and got a master's in teaching, got a master's in educational leadership, um, working on my doctorate. You talking about 10 years, man. Hey, working on my doctorate. Um, I've got five more classes to go to get my doctorate with the superintendent's endorsement. And so I worked for CPS. I've worked for U46, and uh, that's where I started at U46, and now I'm at Zion. I'm the very proud principal of Zion Central Middle School. I've completed three years. I'm starting my fourth year. The school came in highly low um, in the red as far as uh, tier three was concerned, just really bad, <laughs> and 6% uh, proficiency, very, very low. Uh, the school currently crossed the yellow line, thank God. And uh, we have the highest student growth percentile in the entire district. So I'm like, you just, you just focus. You know, you can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I mean, just focus. And you push it. Even in a COVID year, okay, we made huge gains. We made, and that's how I'm, I, I feel is part of why I'm still able to hold on to what I have. That's absolutely wonderful. I thought it would be important today to um, interview you or to talk to you, Ms. Shannon, because you're the one that got me started with doing all this. And I'll never forget when you, um, you said to me, do you have any college? Do you have any school? Like, it's great that you lost your job. You can be a teacher. And I was like, oh, my God, no. But at the same time, I had like that like, uh, blind faith that you knew what you were doing mm -hmm. and that you would help me get there. So here I am, which is pretty, pretty cool. Well, the thing is, James, I, honestly, to be a teacher, uh, to be a mentor, to be, if I had to really ground it into foundations, to be one who serves and one who gives, that's beyond certifications. That's a foundation that's God-given. It's not, you can't learn this. And believe it or not, you can't fake it either. <laughs> you can't, and, and you can't fake it. Right. And I saw in you that thirst, that hunger, that desire to want to serve, and to want to give and to want to make better. And um, so I think when I saw that, everything else can be appended to that. Right. Because that's the root and that's what matters. Right. I, and you know what? I agree because sometimes I'm, you know, I've been going to the university for, it's 10 years. It's been 10 years I've been trying to get this certification. And, you know, I'm really kind of scared and nervous and everything, uh, Ms. Shannon, because 
I start on uh, August 23rd and I've found a Facebook group of like student teachers and all their questions are so, they make me nervous reading their questions because there's so much going on, like all, all these different things. So I, do you have any words for me or any, any ideas that I could use to like kind of guide me? Trepidation is a guide and trepidation causes you to stop and reflect in your tracks. So that's a good thing. So you're looking at fear. Should I do this? Should I do not do that? But it'll cause you to reflect to see if you're making the right decision. If you relax, the same forces that brought you to this point, if you stay in the stream, don't lean to your own understanding, stay in the stream that brought you here. It will guide you through what you're facing in the future. It's never failed you in the past. Right. You said yourself, it brought you through 10 years. What, right. what the heck is another year? What's a year? Right. I've been a parapro for four years. I've been in all these classrooms. I've chased kids down the outside, down the street as they were trying to you know, escape the property. I've had poopy underwear thrown at me. I've you know, got bitten and ended up in the emergency room you know, and, and, and all those things. But when I met with my cooperating teacher, she mentioned to me that I'm not going to be a parapro anymore. So she's like, you're going to be a teacher now. So you're going to have to shift your mindset. And that kind of like, I was like, ooh, because I'm used to like <laughs> doing what people told me to do, right? <laughs> Mr. Morgan, do this. Go here. To follow this kid. Do this worksheet. Do, you know, and now it's going to be like I'm sitting at the opposite end of the table or the other side of the table. That kind of scares me a little bit. But it's okay. I mean, when, you're, when your wife said, you know, she's pregnant, and uh, you had children coming for the first time, even though it, it was the beginning, you did okay. Right. Uh, how many milestones have you touched in your life and you have succeeded? Don't get sidetracked by the content of the current challenge. That's not what sidetracks you. What you do is you look at the history of your past successful performance and you go, I've been like 99.9, 99.4 out the track. Okay, this may be a new content, but the result is going to be the same because that's what the data seems to be indicating. And so what will happen is you'll make this shift. I, I think, you know, I've known you long enough to know, uh, Mr. Morgan, that you're hard on yourself. How many times did you look and the teacher forgot to say something, forgot to do something? You stepped into the void. You provided for the student, provided for the teacher. Or the teacher goes, oh, that's a great idea. Let's incorporate the so-and-so. You've been supporting teaching all along. And now it's not a shift, it's a pivot. Don't think of it as a big shift, 360, 380, it's a pivot. You're just gonna pivot slightly to the right. And then you're gonna to turn to your para and you're gonna say, these are the kind of things I need from you to help us move kids to support the vision that I have for this classroom. You gonna be all right. <laughs> can I put you in my back pocket every day and you can just follow man, me I, Man, that'd be fine with me. If I can pay these bills and do that, that'd be fine with me. <laughs> so. On day one, when I go into the school, right, like I, it's in my neighborhood, but I've never really paid close attention. So tomorrow, my goal is like, go walk, walk the campus, right? And go in there. 
But on day one, I'm I'm assuming I'm just gonna like be kind of quiet and just kind of shadow my teacher, get the lay of the land. Do you have any suggestions that for me on on day one? Okay, so day one, uh, what you want to do is, uh, and, and you're saying it right, you want to get the lay of the land. And so what you want to do is uh, you want to use your intuition as well as your logical mind. So both parts of your brain is going to be moving at the same time. You need to get a sense of the culture and climate that you're in, uh, tidbits from teachers talking. Is this a mumbly, grumbly building? Is this a building where they collaborate? Is this a, you know, the people are haughty in this building? You know, look at how they dress. Look at how they speak. What is their philosophy of dealing with kids? You want to get the lay of the land in social, emotional learning for adults as well as students. So that's fine. What you are on, you're on a trek to observe, to learn what you are about to build upon. Okay. Yeah. The other thing that I worry about, because I, once again, I've been in, I've been in some schools. I, I followed my kids through schools and I, I like what you said about like, what do they wear? <laughs> you know, it's kind of, I, I do worry a, a little bit, like, I kind of decided that that I get one chance to like set my image down, right? Like, what am I gonna what, what when people look at me? What do I want them to see? So my plan is like a button down shirt every day, pair of fun socks, fun shoes. I still undecided if I should wear jeans or like dress pants. I don't want to be too professional, and I don't. <laughs> Sometimes when I would walk into my job as at the as a para, people would ask me if I was the principal. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I was like, I'm, I, it's on my list. It's on my, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. But I also wonder, like, would I be infringing or stick out because I'd maybe overdress? Like, I, I feel that I need to dress up to, like, set the right tone for the kids. I'm worried about some of that stuff, too. Sure, sure. That, I, I, can see, I can see why you're thinking about that. So the thing is, is take a look around at the faculty. At first, you're not going to know like where they're coming from. You won't know. Then find the ones that you admire. You say, you know what? You're in the same boat I'm in. You, want, you care for kids the way I do. Seek out those that are like yourself. And when I say that, they're like in spirit, like yourself. And see how they dress. Okay. Because that's the boat you want to get in. What, whether you're wearing jeans are you wearing khakis or you wearing dress pants? What people are going to notice first about you is your integrity. Right. Do you tell the truth? Are you a man of your word? Do you really care about kids? Do you understand what uh, standards-based driven instruction means? Do you know how to push up the uh, academic achievement of kids? That dress stuff and all that other stuff, that comes secondary. Do you have the goods? They're looking to see if you got the goods. So you keep your focus on what is important. That is very important, okay? Because in the final analysis, believe, believe it or not, it's your numbers that's going to drive it. <laughs> oh, yes. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I know that sounds funny. They're going to say, what projects did the teacher give you that you knocked out the park? Right. What creative out-of-the-box ideas did you have? Isn't they going to talk about your shoes and your socks? The kids are going to look at your shoes and socks and they'll have a great time. Yeah. Okay. But, but the bottom line for the adults is 
do you understand how to help move the kid? That's what's going to matter in the end. And that's it. Okay. So the other thing that I read a lot about is like, um, there was a post the other day that I saw that talked about how you need to set firm boundaries. Um, one of the people that I worked with at, at, at my old school, she said, James, don't tell anything about yourself. These kids will eat you up. You're going to be in a, you're not going to be working with little third graders that are just like, you know, wanting to throw a ball. She's like, these are, you're going to be like with, with adults and you've really got to set that boundary and lay that boundary down in the beginning. You can always let it up a little bit, but you've got to come in strong and firm. Can you tell me like, tell me what I need to do, please? Cause I, that okay. kind of scares me too. Okay. So, so what you do is you copy and paste and you cheat. All right. So now we're <laughs> going to talk about the cheat sheet. Okay. I came up with a PBIS matrix and I don't mind sharing it with you. All right. The state has, and I wish I, I, I didn't bring my work computer with me. The state has three or four uh, social emotional learning standards that every, uh, how the students respond in a school environment respectfully right. should be. Okay. And so you just need to take a look at that and uh, grab something right. that you, that resonates with you. I had to say on this thing that you can't sleep in class ain't going for it. If you're sleepy and something's wrong with you, I send you to the nurse, but you can't sleep here. Okay. Had to say things like no vaping. Don't bring illegal drugs up in here. It's on this matrix. All right. Uh, no bullying. Okay. We're not going to go for bullying, no cyberspace bullying and that kind of thing. Uh, if I see your phone, it's mine. Staff, take it. They won't give it to you. Call somebody. We're coming to get it. All right. All right. <laughs> Hoodies down. You can wear the hoodie, but it's down because we're not going for it. You putting in some earbuds and you walking around listening to music that you're addicted to and that listening to your instructor. And then I spread it out over five columns. Be safe, be respectful, yeah. be responsible, be ready to learn. And so I took each one of those bullying and, and spread it out over those five. I'll send it to you tomorrow. I can send it to you tonight after we finish this. Not a problem. Actually, I think um, at my at District Seven, I helped create that, or I I, I was given the like a, a spreadsheet of that, and I had to make the posters. Walked around the school. And yes. Took, walked around the school and took pictures of little kids, and uh, had a friend who photoshopped it, and we made some posters to put up around the hallways. You see, so you so you're being afraid of ground that you've already conquered. See. Don't let the content of what you're doing dictate your response. Now, I'm about to say something that probably, well, maybe, maybe won't shock you because you heard me say a lot of things. <laughs> All right. Where you are headed, you are the king of. I know that you're going in as a student teacher. You are the king of this environment. You are going to make judgments. You are going to make directives. You are going to lead these human beings into the next level of their lives. You are the king of this classroom. You carry yourself as a king. You make the decisions. Will all your decisions be 100%? No. So what are you gonna do as a king? You're gonna learn. You're gonna listen to your counselors. You're gonna use what you know best to do, and you're gonna try the very best, to, you know, to your best ability to execute it. And you're gonna be fine. Whether you believe it or not, you've been kinging all along. Oh, that's true. Right. I mean, I remember when you lost your job and you were like, 
what am I going to do? Man, you went over to that that place where you was working at. I guess I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> no, it's but, a- um, but you went over there and the people started talking to you and you started giving advice to the people. I'm hearing in Zion what you're saying over there in Chicago. Yeah. People are coming to me and telling me what you're telling them. Wise, good advice. It's in you. Don't doubt what you are. That stream brought you here. It'll continue to carry you. You'll right. be fine. That's true. That's true. And everybody else that I know, they're nervous about what are they going to do? What's their role? Do I bring a present for the for the cooperating teacher on day one? And I was like, oh my God, no. Like, I, I'm just gonna, my, my plan is I'm going to show up. I'm going to listen to what they say. I'm bring a pencil, my pad of paper, take some notes. You know, my working memory is not that great. I'm hoping I can map my way around the building, remember where the bathroom is and what's going on, and just kind of go with the flow. So at the district where I worked in District 7, I was advised, stay out of the teacher's lounge. Stay out of the teacher's lounge. It's gossipy. It can get you in trouble. Sometimes I get scared about this. The teachers are the grade they teach. So if you're a third grade teacher, sometimes you act like a third grader yourself. Do you have any like uh, suggestions or any ideas about like, how do I, well, I've already heard you tell me that I know what to do. <laughs> I've heard you tell me that, but I, I don't know. I just. Is there anything in the gossip that would interest you that would help you to serve the teacher better or to support students? No. Nothing? Well, I, I would try and get my facts from the teacher. I, I don't want to be part of the gossip, you know, water cooler. All right, but what if but what if that teacher is collaborating with your teacher? What if they're doing co-projects? The thing is that what you are exposed to doesn't have to get in you. Okay. It, it has to, you have to accept it and give it permission to affect you. You should be able to move right through some of the most difficult student narratives student will come and say, you know, horrible things about what's happening. You can't let that shred you because you're a support. You know, even though I might not recommend going to the teacher's lounge five days a week, I might pop in there once or twice. I sure might. Yeah. Because you'll, you'll get the sense of, oh, he's here. We can't talk. Right. Yes. Uh, or, or, or you get the sense of, let's see what he knows. I mean, they'll, they'll expose certain things and you, and like a, a pastor, said to me, you eat the meat, spit out the bone. <laughs> that was good. I'll keep that. That's no good. You keep that. You're on a mission. If I had anything to encourage you on is focus on your mission. Okay. If you say my mission is to support the uh, cooperating teacher, how can I serve you? What do you need the most help with? How can I lift the burden of your work and make it easier. All right. As soon as you say that, you got the cooperating teacher. Yeah, I said that already. I said that when we had breakfast. I was right. like, I don't it, want to make this hard for you. Yes. You know, as you know, like I, I overthink everything and I'm like 10 steps in 10 different directions. And and I told her, I said, you know, do you want me to only text you during school? What? How, how do I respect your personal space? You know, how do I, you know, navigate this? And And they did mention like that, like there's a balance, right? You can't, even though you're going to be in this environment and you're going to be helping kids and these kids need help, every kid needs like serious, serious amounts of help. You got to like kind of check that at the door when you leave the building in a way and not carry that weight deep on your shoulders all the time. Right. 
Right. Because so, you have a family and you have Grace, you have the kids, Jonah and everybody. You got your kids. Right. And so they want daddy and my husband to come home. Right. Right. Okay. Daddy left and we need daddy and my husband to come home. And that's quite true. Sometimes it gets heavy. And I, I know about that, but sometimes it gets heavy. You can't navigate a space that you haven't stretched. You got to stretch it first. So you got to go in the room and go, this room is too small. And you push the boundaries to a certain level and you go, uh, I'm not going to let it be any bigger than this. And then you create a, the, the space that you navigate in. All right. And it's going to take a minute, but you keep a laser focus. You need your own mission and vision. That's one of the things that um, I guess I irritate people uh, because they want me to respond to either the moment or to their crises. And then I go, wait a second, I'm here for this and this and this. If it doesn't fit on this, I'm not, I'm not gonna be sucker punched into your stuff. And they go, but wait a second, do you see the urgency? Do you hold on, hold on, hold on? I said, no, listen, the peace I have, I choose to retain. When you lose your peace, you've given it away. People don't take it from you. You actually give them permission you throw it on the floor. So I just go, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to be intact when I leave here. There's going to be parents going to cuss you out. I had a parent, I said, she's she going to whoop me. She's going to whoop me dad. <laughs> and she was very angry and she whooped up two secretaries. So when I came in I, and I'm, I'm explaining to her, this is what the state wants. This is what they want. And uh, I said, the superintendent cares about kids. No, your superintendent doesn't care about kids. The reason why I'm going through this, because that's her cousin that she hides at so-and-so. And I said, uh-oh, here it comes. And I just let her run up my face and down my back and around my shoulders. And I said, well, this is what we need to do. But I don't like, I said, well, I don't want you to be unhappy. Now she's beating me up right. and, I'm, and I'm giving to her. I want you to be happy. I want you to be satisfied. I don't know what happened the year before, but I can tell you now that you met Principal Venus Shannon, I'm going to help to make you happy. When you're giving, there's no defense. Right. And then after you finish giving and you step back, you're intact because you gave love. How can you not be intact after love? Right. Okay. But if you have resentment and you have, uh, you know, how dare she, so-and-so, this and that, and you have all that and you walk away from that with those negative feelings, that's what attacks the space that you just created to navigate. So you have to guard that. So don't let your uh, worries take you off track. What are you here for? What is it, six weeks, 10 weeks? How many weeks is it now? 16. It's 16, sorry. 16. All right, so sorry. <laughs> you can tell I dated myself. I'm, I'm working right, so. for free from August 23rd till December 6th. I, I, I kept saying to myself, this is so wrong. They're giving out all these uh, things from the government with some stuff over here for the student teachers. but. But 16, which is four months. Right. Right? Four yep. months. And you start uh, in August? Yep. Next week, August 23rd. August 23rd. So it's almost September. Yeah. All right. So you'll be September, October, November, December. So it's going to take you up to winter break. Right. Okay. So you got four months. And so what you're going to do is, this is my mission. Mission. This is my vision uh, for students. This is my mission and vision for the teacher. 
Okay, this is how I'm gonna support the district while I'm here. This is how I can support the greater community and the staff. You write this out and anything that comes to counter that, you have to tell it step to the side. And even if it comes from within, because some of these come from, it's internal. <laughs> oh my God, be afraid. So-and-so, this and that, you know, like the, no tengo miedo, don't have fear. <laughs> Or, or do it scared, but do it anyway. Right. And you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Settle your mind because in the calmness of your mind is where your creativity comes forth. Right. When it's, when you got a storm blowing, you can't hear the little still small voice right. and God will speak to you. He will speak to you in this little, if you're not paying attention. Right. And you'll, you'll find yourself, you want to get into a um, rhythm, I guess is what I'll call it, where you'll have an issue or a challenge in your mind and you go to sleep. And as you are waking up, the answer will come to you. Right. Now, if you have an insomnia and you're worrying yourself and you can't go to sleep, how are you going to get that? Relax yourself, be confident that it's coming because you're in the right stream. You are called to do this. How are you going to be called to do it and then and then not be equipped to do it? Right. So just relax. It's going to feel a little bumpy. You're going to do some white water rafting every now and then. <laughs> so what about like a structure, like freshman algebra self-contained class, which I'm curious to even understand what that means, because when I think of a self-contained class, the only experience I've had was at Beard Elementary School. Uh, a self-contained class, I guess, for elementary school is really different than a self-contained class for for high school algebra. But so I think I'm, I'm going to be a couple hours self-contained algebra class. Then there's a co-taught algebra. And so now I've seen in my experience being the parapro when the special ed teacher pushes in to work with the students in the like co-taught classroom, that seems kind of sloppy. So now you've got the gen ed algebra class with the special ed co-teacher who's handing over their portion to the student teacher. That seems to me like it's going to be a lot to navigate. Well, the thing is this, people are lazy. All right. You just got to come to grips with like the bottom line of stuff. Human beings tend to do what is the simplest, least intrusive, less work way to go. You already are aware of how people slide past working. The resource teacher is a co-teacher co situation where the resource teacher is allowing the gen ed teacher to do their job. Okay, so the, uh, the resource fed teacher is supposed to take a look at the IEP, see what the, the disabilities are. You know, maybe this student needs help, I don't know, with uh, manipulatives. And this student here needs help with vision, this, and that, and the other. This student here needs frequent breaks. All right, so then you have the, re the resource teacher say, I ain't looking at no IP. I don't care about none of this stuff. I just want to get in here, uh, look like I'm working, and I want to go to my next class. All right, you are walking into this. All right, so do you have to be cognizant of the line you're walking? Because you are new, you are going to bring in certain strategies that old school doesn't have. Right. Uh, there's going to be some old school that don't even want it. Right. Yeah, that's, I'm afraid of that too. 
I mean, I mean, but but because you are laser focused on what the students need, you are going to go look at the IEP. Right. You are going to take a look at the disabilities. You are going to try to find the resources for the students. Now, if you go in there looking too good, they're going to hate you. <laughs> this is yes. Yeah. Oh I mean, God, I mean, preach, this yes. is, come on, come on. They're going to hate you because everything was cool until you came up in here, Morgan. So the thing is that you're going to have to make a judgment. You know, I don't want to get y'all too angry and riled up in here, but I have to take care of the student. And so typically when I deal with people like that, I know what the answer is. I know what should be done. So I go to them and say, you know what? I was looking over the IP. Come soft, come soft. I, I was looking over the IP and I see in the IP this and this and this and this. I was thinking that perhaps I should choose this or this. Whatever it is you offer them, it's two of the things that need to be done. Let them choose one. Oh, that's such a great idea. You know what? And I love the way you bring the experience. Do that little buttering up jump. Then go ahead, give the students what you need to give them without them feeling like you're a threat. And there's a line that you have to negotiate to take care of your student because you're coming in with fresh oil. Well, that's true too. You understand? You're coming in with fresh oil. And don't think they're not looking at you because if you bring the goods, they may offer you a job there. Right. So just focus. You need to, what do you, you have to ask yourself, what do you want to give to kids? What is your vision? I want to give them everything. I want to solve all the world's crisis. I want every kid to like have the, before you can learn, you, there needs to be several things in place before you can even begin to talk about learning anything. So I think that a lot of times content doesn't matter. That'll come like you mentioned, but it's being able to hear the content, to be able to be calm enough in your heart or you know, in your ability to, to be able to learn is really important. Okay, so you need to operationalize your language. When you say everything, that's very broad and that will scare the pants off anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 if you uh, if you operationalize your language and you say things like I want to meet the foundational uh, needs of students, making sure that they have uh, you know uh, food and shelter and access to social services, those are concrete things because then that will drive you to go get the list of the resources in the community that you'd be able to recommend to the kids. You operationalize your language, okay. Then the next thing I want to make sure is I do this. And you have a list for the kids. And believe it or not, there's a Maslow hierarchy of needs for the adults. Oh, you, well. got, oh, you, got, you got two sets. And so, I mean, the kids should take priority, but there's another set that they don't teach you in school. And that's the, the political realm of dealing with the adults. All right. And that's, that's another issue. And so you just take it a step at a time. So you need to write down what you want to do. Words like superlatives, everything, always. everybody, always. You want to stay away from that because you can't, it, it's overwhelming, first of all, because what does that mean? Um, but you can't operationalize how to function in it. You know, husband, do you love me? Yes, how much? I love you as much as the moon and all this stuff. Well, the moon ain't here. So what are you going to do about your job? And all of a sudden you operationalize it. When it comes between, you know, you, you're going to bring the food home or you're going to go uh, vet on a horse or whatever. All right, what do you want to do? You say you love me, but what the heck? And so, so, so you figure it out, you figure it out, but start with your vision. Because once you get that vision and you really get used to running after it, nobody can pull you off that thing. Yeah. 
they will try innocently and some of them not so innocently. Yeah, I, I worry about the people that might not have the right motive or the people that I'm going to come across who are burned out. Some teachers are excited to have a student teacher and others are like, absolutely, I'm not going to do that. See, but that's also um, an excuse to not produce. Because when you are good, you want to pay it forward. So I'm not going to sit there and tell somebody, I don't want to teach you because I might have to give you a negative feedback. Are you crazy? Some of my best lessons have been in the Valley. Yeah. Some of the best lessons of my existence has been in the negative because some of it is I'll never do that. God, if you get me out of this one thing, I'll right. never do that again. <laughs> All right. So, so how can you deny someone that experience? Right. You know, I've, I've had a teacher. Can you have a, a reference? No, I can't give you a reference. But Ms. Shannon, I won't be able to, you're the principal and I can't, I, I can't give you the reference. Why, Ms. Shannon? Because you can't do this and this and this. This is important. I can't recommend you and harm children. Is, now, is that a difficult, critical uh, conversation? Yeah. Did I tell this man the truth? Yeah. So either you go and tighten that up so somebody can give you a good, but I'm not going to sit there and fake it. That's my name on you. Right. Someone's going to say, who recommended you to the school? Venus Shannon. Uh-huh. Right. Very, very cool. Well, I'm definitely going to be in touch with you. I'm going to, I'm going to bring you back because I'm going to have like a million questions and I will, I will hear your voice telling me that I know what to do because you're right. You're right. But, and even my principal in district seven, he's like, James, stop asking me questions. You know, the answers to. <laughs> see, that's good. See, that's good. No, no, see, but that means that it's, it's triangulating now. Now you have other voices telling you the same thing. You're going to be okay. Remember you and I, we're connected too. Right. That's why we can talk. Right. Go make more of yourself. Get more, <laughs> get more of the good guys than the bad guys. You're going to be fine. Right. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, mean, I am excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. I wish you the very best. You know that. Thank you, Miss Shannon, for joining me today. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Miss Shannon. So much wonderful information. I hope that you will all be able to follow her advice. I know I'm going to work on it by calming down. Um, we know it already, right? We've gone to school. We know what to do. It's just execution, executing the plan now and, and using using what, we, what we've learned. Next week, it's my goal for our podcast episode to talk to some university staff and get their take on student teaching and what I need to know, what I need to do, and the unspoken etiquette of being a student teacher. So stay tuned for next week. I love doing it. This is so much fun. I'm having way too much fun. I don't know if student teaching is supposed to be this much fun or not. It's okay. <laughs> when, you, when you enjoy it, then it's not a chore and it's worth it.